0: Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Happy New Year and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk radio show. Here's a quick announcement. Our January hot centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine designed to help moms build a better future for themselves, their families, and loved ones will be live at InspirationsForBetterLiving.com on Monday. January theme is the new me in the new year. The magazine offers inspirational stories from our dedicated team of experts to help you navigate your current situation with confidence in your motherhood journey as the COO, if not the CEO of your family. So please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com and treat yourself to some engaging, entertaining, and enlightening stories. You deserve it. As for our radio show this morning, my guest for this Morning is Teresa Velardi. Teresa is an author, publisher, host of The Conversation That Makes a Difference, podcast coach, and a potter. She uses the art of pottery to illustrate how each ball of clay can be transformed into a beautiful work of art with the touch of the potter's hand. She guides her clients through the process of centering, molding, Shaping and walking through the fire of challenges to affect positive life change as they gracefully and powerfully embrace the work of art they already are. Teresa's found her passion and purpose through her life's challenges while trusting God's plan. Faith, gratitude, and giving are her heart centered approach to life. Her abilities As a writer, editor, and publisher of vital ingredients, as she offers to those who share their messages with the world on her podcast and through her publishing platform, her daily quiet writing, her daily quiet time, writing, gratitude, hope, and kindness practice keeps her focused on her God-given purpose as life unfolds in our ever-changing world. She believes we all have a story and heartfelt message to share. Teresa's latest book is The Daily Gift of Hope, a collection of stories from hopeful hearts from around the globe. Emphasizes the power of hope shared by nearly 77 authors from around the world. Teresa is also one of our featured experts contributors to our January Inspirations for Better Living magazine. Please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to read her inspiring and empowering story, Gratitude Ignites Hope, in the Bubble of, of Quiet Confidence section. As for our kitchen table conversation this morning, Teresa and I will be talking about her remarkable life's journey and how to use the power of hope to energize ourselves and thrive in the new year from her book, A Daily Gift of Hope, a collection of stories from hopeful hearts from around the world. Happy Wednesday and Happy New Year, Teresa, and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing today?
1: Thank you, Johnny. I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you.
0: Thank you. Well, it's wonderful to have you with me to kick off the New Year for From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio, A Daily Gift of Hope, collection of stories of hopeful hearts from around the globe is one of those books that you can't put down once Mm -hmm. you start reading. It is attractively done, the layout is fantastic, it engages you to experience your soul's journey. And I have to tell you this, the sharing of the heart-centered and passion-driven practices by the contributors from around the world made the reading extremely enjoyable. So besides Enriching Our Spirits, the book also makes a beautiful gift year-round to your loved ones, actually. Teresa, congratulations on its release.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, and you're absolutely right. It, does, um, it brings a lot of different aspects of hope from a lot of different voices around the world, and really, um, there's something in this book for everyone, and thank you, Johnny. It does make a good gift, and you can find it on Amazon.
0: Fantastic Well, let's get started by getting to know you a little better Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life From childhood to the present moment And we do have the whole hour, by the way
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I won't take an hour talking about myself (laughs) With my my childhood and whatnot So I'm the oldest of four My parents were married for 40 years Before my dad passed away in the 90s Um, And then my um <clears throat> i have two sisters and a brother who are of course all younger than me my brother is the youngest and two sisters in the middle every single one of us is very different has very different interests and um that brings a lot of um a lot of interesting aspects to conversations that may happen within the family everybody has their own opinion everybody is you know wants to get heard, and i as i'm as I'm saying this to you I'm recalling many an evening at the dinner table with conversation getting loud, so everybody could be heard but we had a we had a great family life, and um you know everybody's moved to various places now my both my parents have past, since passed away, but we still came to stay in touch with one another. we still love one another dearly and um you know have had have had um, our own personal interests. Me, I'm interested in the arts and in writing, and um, that was where my focus really was through all of school and, um, you know, and just how I spent my time. Everybody else had their own things. I had a sister who was into sports, another sister who didn't know what she wanted to do with her life and explored a lot of different things. And my brother um, also worked with his hands. He was uh, big into carpentry. So, had a diverse um group of people come together as what we call family mhm-- mm-hmm. fantastic yeah.
0: that's really wonderful. Were you surrounded by books when you were a child? yeah,
1: absolutely loved reading. My dad was a big reader he was a uh, he was my first example of what I call a word nerd <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um uh Reading and doing word puzzles and that sort of thing um, were not uncommon in my household, especially for me. I just really loved stories. I remember reading as a kid um, the Nancy Drew Mysteries. There was a a series of books called The Boxcar Children a long time ago, and I'm I'm still an avid reader, not just because um, I do it for my work, but just because I simply enjoy the written word.
0: Very interesting. That's really wonderful. How
1: did you realize
0: you like to write?
1: Um, Well, you know, school always brings you the opportunity to write essays and and that sort of thing. And I remember taking a creative writing class in high school, and I just really enjoyed it. But most of my um, writing in terms of my personal life and, and the lessons that I've learned along the way, happened while I was um, married to my ex-husband, and it was a place for me to escape. Journaling was a place for me to escape and to, and to safely put my feelings on paper um, without having to actually voice whatever it, whatever it was I was feeling. It was it, That was a rough time in my life, but it actually was a very life-changing time because in those hours and hours and hours over the years that I would spend writing in my journal, I came to know who I really was, and who I really am today. So um, I realized that life is, you know, life as a writer is not just about, um, you know, reporting what's going on. It's actually a cathartic experience. Um, it, It brings a lot of a lot of information from the heart, ever realizing it until you actually go back and you, as you're writing, as I'm writing sometimes, I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't know that. And it's like, okay, <laughs> who's writing on this paper? There's a part of your your heart and soul that actually spilled out onto the page. So, and that's one of the things that really fascinates me about about this process. And not only do I see it from my own writing, but I see it from people who are actually contributing to the books that are coming forth because of the fact that I love writing so much.
0: Very interesting. That's really very interesting. Is, I would say then, is it fair for me to say you expressing yourself in written words is much easier than verbalizing your thoughts?
1: Um, I don't know that. Well, yeah, in certain things. Yes, absolutely. And I think that, um, I have no trouble verbalizing my thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. I'm that's, but when I'm when I'm really getting down to when there's something going on and I'm really getting down to what's at the heart of the matter, if you will, um, yeah. it's easier for me to find out what it is when I put the pen to the page.
0: Wow, that's wonderful. I guess in that case, what's interesting about it, you know, we talk about creativity and so forth. Because when you want to write, you are in the zone. Versus verbalizing, sometimes we just kind of shoot off uh, from a reactionary standpoint of view, don't you
1: think? Yeah, I think that that's uh, that's absolutely true. Um, And and when we're talking with people, like like I'm sure this conversation is going to go in a bunch of different places, and that's (laughs) fine. Um, I can also tell you that in conversations with people, um a lot of times we tend to go into what i call the rabbit holes <laughs> right, where you go where you decide to go down a certain a certain path of a conversation and then yeah. and then it comes and then you come back up and you find another one i think that with the writing um mm-hmm. i tend to be more focused on one thing and complete the thought rather right. than having to go down these rabbit trails if you will
0: yeah 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 that's true very true so when did you discover you have an artistry eye for pottery? Uh,
1: um, you know, when I was a kid, my mom used to take me to ceramic class. And ceramic class back then used to be like uh, there was molds. People would work with molds um, and create these little knickknacks or maybe create something for the kitchen or whatever. But it was already pre-made, and all you had to do was paint it. And I had um an interest in um watching it go from what they would call greenware which is dry mm-hmm. clay having mm-hmm. been molded into like the final piece and then when I was in high school I took my very first pottery class and I loved it I loved it, loved it, loved <laughs> it and the teacher said to me you've done this before and I said not in this lifetime so but it was, you know, I believe that we all have come here with gifts and talents, that God gives us our talents, and mm-hmm. and making pottery is one of them that was gifted to me in my hands, and I just really, I love it. Um, I've been doing it since high school, which is many, many, many years. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it just it brings me joy it brings me joy it's also for me it is a um it's a connection it's a spiritual connection it's a mm-hmm. it's a connection to the earth it's a connection to god it's a connection to myself to my creativity to all that has been given to me um and it takes place at the potter's wheel
0: Very interesting.
1: So how did that
0: morph into a passion? You
1: know, um <laughs> when that teacher said to me, You've done this before Yeah. Um, I was like, No, but it, it literally felt like you know do you know what I mean when I say it felt like home, like this was mm-hmm. this was part of who I am? Yeah. Um and it yeah. And then to see the joy that came from people who received the pottery as gifts in the beginning and or purchase the pottery when I began to sell it. So pottery is one of those things that it it does it, it can be costly to create pottery. So I decided that I was going to sell some of my pots in order to be able to continue the process. You know, take lessons if I needed them, work with other um, artists on particular techniques and whatnot. And in order for me to do that, I had to sell some of what I had besides there was a lot of it. And how can you keep it all? You just can't keep it all. Um, (laughs) And so I started selling my pottery. And what really lit me up about that aspect of it is the joy that people would have, would would experience just by having the, the pottery in their home. You know, I've been at many shows when people would say, oh, this mug feels so good in my hands or whatever. And that really... Um, brought uh, not only validation to my um, my skills and as an artist, but joy to my heart that someone else appreciated it.
0: That's beautiful. That really is. What mm. intrigues you about a typical pottery project?
1: So, you know, um, making pottery for me is a threefold. Um, it's like a – I started to say this a minute ago – it's a connection to the earth. It's a connection mm-hmm. to myself. It's a connection to God. So I feel like there's like this experience that happens that I just get lost in it. And it doesn't matter what project it is that I'm working on. It's mm-hmm. the experience of actually being um, present with the clay, with the, the motion of the wheel, um, the, the feel of the clay in my hands um you know and that and there's a you know you said it at the beginning when you did the introduction um there's the going from a ball of clay to a work of art Mm -hmm. that is really intriguing to me um and it's not just about the clay and the pottery it's also a um an illustration of transformation in life in general so Mm -hmm. um that process itself intrigued me
0: Okay, that's very interesting. Though, so when I guess you look through the eyes of creativity, is there a synergy between writing and pottery?
1: I yes, I believe there is. So um, that um, using the, the from a ball of clay to a work of art. You know, the first mm-hmm. time I I started uh, writing, um, I didn't realize how much the same it was through the steps of pottery. So when you start making pottery, it's with you you prepare the clay. Um and you you kind of have to like knead the clay and work it a bit in order for it to be able to become what we call homogeneous and easy to work with, lining the particles up. It's a whole scientific thing. I don't care about the science of it, I just love it. <laughs> so um you start, you get the clay ready. Then you have to center the clay on mm-hmm. the wheel so if i'm looking at this from the stand of uh, standpoint of um of of writing as well so i'm going to go through the steps and then you can see how, yeah, they, how yeah. they go um so so first you prepare the clay and then you uh center the center the clay on the wheel so that you can make a a piece that's going to be balanced clay and so i'm gonna um align opening the clay to opening your heart to whatever it is that you're going to write on the page. And after you open it, you need to shape it and form, you know, form whatever it is that you're working on. And for me, um, it was, I was making bowls until they stopped. I was making vases until they were stopped or mugs until they stopped. And I just kind of let the let the process Flow through me the same way that I do when I'm when I'm writing. So after after you after you create the piece and you have the form, you have to set it aside and you have to let it dry. So something like I would I would contribute I would attribute that to like the editing process. Okay, so I've written the piece (laughs) now I have to go back and I need to edit. So trim away what's not necessary. And leave what is maybe expand on something maybe it needs a design maybe the pottery needs a design maybe the the piece of work that i'm working on as i'm writing needs to have something added into it and then um after after you trim and let it let it uh, sit for a bit um then it comes to firing so the firing. Um, to me is the the first one is the purification process. Now I'm going to share my writing with you, Johnny Tan, and you're going to take a look at it <laughs> and see if it's good for your magazine, right? So, there you go. <laughs> which, which I'm so grateful to have it in, in uh, this this issue of the magazine. And then you're going to come back to me and you're going to say, hey, I think that you can do this a little bit different. So I've gone through the fire with you. Now I'm going to take a look at what it is and how do I want to make this look as a final piece Okay, so now I put my my glaze on it and now it goes back to you again. That firing is what I call the beautification process because when it all comes together and you have the final piece, that piece is ready to go to the gallery or to the magazine or to the book or whatever it is that I'm writing. That's how I believe that writing and pottery are sister talents.
0: Very interesting. That's fascinating. I love the way you... Show the synergy, and that's what creativity' is all about, and respectfully, it's mm-hmm. just not only pottery, I think just about everything that people are so into create the creative side of it, and you can put it down on paper in words exactly wow, beautiful exactly. beautiful. When did spirituality appear in the
1: equation? Oh and this is an interesting question. So um, there is a difference between spirituality and religion. However, my first introduction to God, if you will, was Mm -hmm. as a child. I grew up um, in a very Catholic home. Um, My Italian grandmother and aunt, um, they lived close by. They were very active in the church and so we were and my dad was like, You go to church every week. You go to church every week. So we went to church every week and I had a I had my opinion of God at that time when I was when I was younger. And you know, I was I was as I grew up because um I believed and I'll take this down to um to where where I made the shift in believing that God was good rather than God was punishing me because when I stood at the altar to marry my husband, now my ex-husband for many years, um, I literally heard God say to me, Teresa, don't do this. And when you, I was like, what? Got <laughs> me straight in my tracks. And then I heard it again, Teresa, don't do this. And I, and so when the priest had to ask me the second time, if I wanted to marry this man um, and I had to say, I I looked around and I didn't want to disappoint anybody that that was was there had traveled from far and near to to come to this wedding, and so I said yes, and then I felt my heart drop, and I I said, uh oh, can I take it back? (laughs) So I I went through a period of time where I thought that everything that happened during the time that I was married to my ex-husband, was punishment for not listening to God that day. So I had to go find my way back to God from a loving place in order to be able to um, really become aware of why I was here, like what my purpose Mm is and what my passions were in life that had been squelched during a a large period of time that I was with him. Um, And then, you know, and then I had a son to be – an example for, because I certainly didn't want him to go through some of the challenges that I had been through because I had not been true to myself at that particular time. I really had to find my way back to God. And it's just, there's strange, strange things that happen, stories that I could tell you that would be like, oh, you can't, that can't possibly be true, but they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, to me, it's, God is always there. The church that I used to go to as a kid had a pastor who um, or a priest who put on the the bulletin board every week, he would put a different quote. And I always remember this one. If God seems far away, who do you think moved? Uh, And that made me think, like, (laughs) God never leaves me, right? And now if I read the Bible, it says God never leaves me or forsakes me. And it's if, he, if if I'm feeling far away, it can't be him. It has to be me. I've moved. So what do mm-hmm. I need to do in order to be able, just like any other relationship, what do I need yeah. to do in order to be able to make this better? So that's how the spirituality part became part of it. And then that grew into, um, you know, that's, that's in every one of my pieces of pottery. It's like I invite God into any particular time mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm doing something that's quiet whether it's you making pottery or whether it's writing or, you know, just thinking about like what's next, you know, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. that may be. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That's fascinating. That's really is wonderful that you share that sort of, uh, it's not sort of, it is your self enlightenment and how it mm-hmm. n- helps you navigate your life's journey. So I I'm, imagine it empowers you to, move forward with the wonderful courage to redesign yourself. Yeah.
1: And um, it wasn't easy. It's not always easy. And, you know, uh, there's a phrase, there's a phrase, a quote, and I don't remember who who said it, but mm-hmm. um, it goes just like this. Courage is fear that said its prayers. And then there's, a, there's an author, Susan Jeffers, I think her name is, um, and she has a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. <laughs> And there was a time in my life, especially Mm -hmm. when I moved from New York, where all my family was, I packed my son up and I moved to Pennsylvania to get away from the insanity that was going on with um, my ex-husband and and Mm -hmm. other people that were just... I I didn't want to raise my son in that atmosphere. So I picked myself up and and moved. And, And my friend of mine, who actually... I went to high school with who moved me, he said to me, this is, you're one of the bravest women I know. And I was like, this doesn't Mm. feel very brave. (laughs) (laughs) However, I, you know, when it comes right down to it, I left everybody that I knew. I left my entire life and I picked up and started again. So I guess it had to be courage. And I felt like, I still feel like God is leading me to someplace else after this because darn it. It's, too cold in Pennsylvania for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of
0: looking at it. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: <laughs> wonderful. <clears throat> That's really wonderful. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. I'm Johnny Tan, your host. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Teachers Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixflap, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hot Popper. Here's a quick... Reminder to treat yourself to our heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. January's theme is the new me in the new year. My guest for today is Teresa Velarde. Teresa is an author, publisher, host of The Conversation That Makes a Difference, podcast, coach, and potter. She uses the art of pottery to illustrate how each bale of clay can be transformed into a beautiful work of art with the touch of the potter's hands. She guides her clients through the process of centering, molding, shaping, and walking through the fire of challenges to affect positive life changes as they gracefully and powerfully embrace the work of art they already are. Teresa found her passion and purpose through life's challenges while trusting God's plan, faith. Gratitude and giving are her heart-centered approach to life. Her abilities as a writer, editor, and publisher are vital ingredients she offers to those who share their message with the world on her podcast and through her publishing platform. Her daily quiet time, writing, gratitude, hope, and kindness practice keep her focused on her God-given purpose as lives unfold in our ever-changing world. She believes we all have a story and a heartfelt message to share. Teresa's latest book, The Daily Gift of Hope, a collection of stories from hopeful hearts from around the globe, emphasizes the power of hope shared by 77 authors from around the world. Teresa is also one of our featured expert contributors for our January Inspirations for Better Living magazine, please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to read her inspiring and empowering story, Gratitude Ignites Hope, in the Bubble of Quiet Confidence section. Our kitchen table conversation this morning is about her remarkable life's journey and how to use the power of hope to energize ourselves and thrive in the new year. Teresa, when did you become a publisher?
1: Um, I think it was about 10, probably about 10 years ago now. I, I want to say mm-hmm. it was like 2013, somewhere around mm-hmm. there, 2014. Um, and I was, and the reason that that happened was because I was helping other people to get their stories edited and put into books with a woman's organization I was a leader in. And, um, Somebody who I was working with at the time said to me, um, why are you doing this for someone else? Why don't you do this for yourself? Start your publishing company. I'll be your first <laughs> client. I'm like, okay. It was the next logical move um, to, to do that. And I've been, just been extremely blessed to share their stories, um, you know, in so many books, whether they be their own books that they come to me with, to get published, or whether it's a, a compilation book of stories like, uh, or they call, also call them anthologies, like the series that, um, you know, Daily Gift of Hope is part of. So it's it just seems natural to me. Again, you know, one of the things that I want people to, to hear today is, Honor your gifts and talents. They're gonna they're gonna support you along the way. I believe that each one of us is given whatever it is that we were given, uh, in terms of talents, gifts, beliefs, in order to be able to make it through. And I'll call this a crazy world that we're living in right <laughs> now. Um, so it it brings it brings um, some sort of. I want to say hope, not just hope, not just grat- uh, gratitude, not just kindness. It brings hope to the, per- the individual to be able to um, get through whatever it is that is before you, whether it be mm-hmm. on your day-to-day or whether you're looking at the world vision or whatever the case may be. Honor those gifts that were given to you for a reason.
0: That's true. Very true. So please share uh-huh. with us the books that you have written and published over the years and their impact on you.
1: The Daily Gift book series um, is the biggest thing right now. The Daily Gifts of Gratitude was released last year, and there were over a hundred authors in that book bringing their the power of gratitude and how um, gratitude has helped them get through their day to day life that was one of the first compilation books in this series. Daily Gift of Hope is the second one. Daily Gift of Kindness is the next one that's coming. And I have a list and arm blades long. So, yes, there will be many opportunities for people to share their, their their voice and their vision on any one of the upcoming topics. Then I, I, was, put in, I was put on my heart to write um, a journal because of the pottery okay so become who you were created to be is a journal that i did last year for a woman's event and actually in 2022 was a woman's event and i put a little bit about you know the pottery story and i also put a lot of things in there that are relative to you know self-discovery and self-empowerment in that journal and there's a lot of places for people to write it's got coloring pages in it mandalas type things butterflies all kinds of different things one of the things that really helps me to center and focus besides the pottery and the writing is to color mandalas it's crazy but i put all the things that bring me back to me into that book it's called um yeah become who you were created to be and the cover of the book has a a picture of me making a vase a pottery vase in the front of it, my, just my hands and the vase itself. I've also written in a number of anthologies along the way. There was a 365 series that I was part of. There were, um, you know, anthologies on gratitude. There were anthologies on, um, you know, oh, oh, what's the series that I was in? Uh, Mayhem to Miracles, Crappy to Happy, And there was a third one in there too. So anytime someone asks me to contribute as an author and as a publisher, if someone asks you to contribute a story to a book or you feel as though you want to contribute a story to the book, my answer to you is yes and yes, contribute. Mm -hmm. It gets your voice out there to many different places. Like. Some of these anthologies I didn't publish. It was some of them were before I even started publishing. Some of them mm-hmm. are still um, I still contribute to as a publisher as an author simply because it gets the story in in front of other people and you never know, Johnny, who's going to read the story that can be potentially life changing for that purpose. So my right. theory is, if you have a story to tell, if you've come through something. If you've conquered something and come out the other side of whatever that something is, a better person, uh, and stronger, more courageous, happier, whatever the gift is that you get for having gone through that trial, gone through the fire, so to speak, yeah share it with someone else because you're not the only one going through it. And you may be the person who helps someone who has.
0: Very true. That's really true. How did gratitude hope and kindness contribute to your happiness success and empowerment
1: you know this is a great question a lot of people have no idea how this this stuff can change you i remember a time when i was with uh, some people and there was somebody who was ranting and raving to the point that i was physically feeling ill. And I said, mm. oh, I have to leave. I have to leave. Well, what are you going for? I never see you, blah, 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 blah. This is not how I live my life. Chaos is no longer part of who I am or, or, or how I be. So mm-hmm. I have to remove myself from the chaos. And no, complaining about every little thing, I was like, stop. Tell me one thing you're grateful for. I'm not grateful for anything. And I'm like, oh, no. And in one breath, I came up with a list of about 10 things for that person to be grateful for in that moment. And I saw the light bulb go off in, in that person's face. You know, in their minds, they suddenly had a new way to look at things. And from that moment forward, whenever something was, whenever she was viewing all this insanity she would remember me saying, tell, you, tell me one thing that you're grateful for. Gratitude shifts everything. Gratitude and anxiety cannot be in the same place. You can only have one feeling at a time. And if you shift from whatever it is that's going on to gratitude, finding something inside whatever it is that you're going through to be thankful for, because in the end, we, are thankful, we have to be thankful for all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, and whatever. And the hope comes from, I believe that gratitude, um, a grateful heart is a hopeful heart. I really Mm -hmm. do believe that because it opens the door for more good things for you to have. So, Mm -hmm. and then the kindness piece, you know, do you want to go, Johnny, would you rather go through life being kind to people and and offering a smile to someone, or do you want to be somebody who's, Going to trudge through life and 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 have everybody walk away from you because you're so unapproachable because you just don't. You, I, I can't imagine my life like that. I can't imagine mm-hmm. my life like that. I'm the person who says to the cashier, "Oh my goodness, your eyes look the most beautiful blue," or <laughs> you know, "Your hair looks great today," or. You know, you, your voice and your smile may be the only thing that somebody sees positive in their day. People love to complain today. Take the high road. Be kind.
0: Right, right. So true. That's very true. Well, please tell us about the anthology book, A Daily Gift of Hope.
1: This is the second book in the Daily Gift book series. And this, mm-hmm. is a, this was like a God-given assignment. <laughs> about five years ago, <laughs> about five years ago, I got a little tap on my shoulder that says, "You need to write this series, and the first one's gratitude, so I did It took me a while to do it um, but I ended up you know with a bestseller, thanks to everyone who said, "Yes, I have something to say about this topic and we um we put together a daily gift of gratitude, then the next one was hope. And especially, especially in this time in the world, there are a lot of things going on um, that, you know, people are, um, are really being affected by. So I think that the, the timing of the Daily Gift of Hope is uh, perfect for today's world. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different stories in here, and one of them is hope is a choice. Um, by Mark O'Brien, um, mm-hmm. he um, he puts it plainly that hope is a choice. You can choose to be hopeful or you can choose not to be. You can choose to stick your, stay stuck in the mud of whatever it is that you're going through. Um, I hope you have waders on because when you sit in the mud, <laughs> it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's,
1: yeah. that's my opinion. Um, you know, so everybody brings a different, a different, um, a different aspect of what hope means to them, and there's a lot of different stories in here. A lot of things that are said by the many authors that are in the book, including yourself, Johnny, uh, that bring new light to a topic that people may just brush off otherwise.
0: Well, that's true. It's it's very true. I am fascinated, and I first and foremost thank you very much for the invite to be in your book. And it's just fascinating, and I really enjoyed to sort of recollect how hope affected me and Mm -hmm. the title of my story was hope inspires. And so not trying to get into all that stuff right now, but it really does because, uh, in the sense that we, we, you know, we tell people to live in the moment, but yet our mind Mm -hmm. is always thinking about yesterday and tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You said it perfectly.
0: (laughs) And uh, I
1: think that, yeah, I think the conversation brings you back to the moment, does it not?
0: Precisely, precisely. And that's what it's all about. And so, because when you're in the moment, because people tend to forget sometimes that, uh, you know, yesterday is, uh, you know, today is yesterday for tomorrow, you know, kind of thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, And so,
0: uh, it's fascinating, you know, when Mm -hmm. you look at that, so... Why is hope in your, from your perspective, why is hope essential in one's journey to success and empowerment?
1: I think hope really gives you, um, it opens a door for you to move forward given any circumstance that you might be in. If you can find one thing to be hopeful for, you know, uh, let's go to, uh, both my parents, both of my parents died of cancer died of lung mm. cancer. Mm-hmm. And my dad had a very different journey than my mother. My dad was the one that was um fear filled, um as as much of a as much of an example of strength that he was in my life, when it came down to something that he couldn't control, he became hopeless. And and unfortunately his his time was very short. Um, from the time that he was diagnosed with cancer to the time that he actually died. My Mm. mother, on the other hand, um, was, had a very hopeful attitude and she lived 15 years cancer free before, uh, came back and, and, uh, took her life. But, and I believe, I believe it was the attitude and the ingredient of hope in, in, her life that kept her alive. I believe mm-hmm. that it was my father's hopelessness that kept him in a place where he, um, he didn't believe that he had a future. So, you know, it, it's an attitude. It's not, right. Just, right. not right. just a word. It's an attitude. It's a choice. It's a, it's a, it's a way of being, and mm-hmm. it can bring good things to you or it can cut things short.
0: Right, right. it
1: can cut things short, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, sure, definitely. I mean, I tell people from my martial arts background in the sense that you may be down, you know, for the count, but you're not out of it mm-hmm. because you exactly. can always get up and get going again. The only time when you are completely out is when you give up.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's and exactly so- what... That's exactly what I just said between my parents, you know. Mm -hmm. Both Mm -hmm. of them were uh, a big example of the power and the gift that hope brings.
0: Yeah, yeah, so true. Please share with us some of your contributor stories from your book that could help people in their quest to thrive in this new year.
1: There are so many, um, and I encourage you to uh, to read the stories in this book. There's um, <clears throat> okay, so your story tells tells basically your story, um, and it's it's inspiring. I have um, someone in this book. Her name is Ida. Uh, mm-hmm. She has a son who she had a son who got killed in a car accident. Um, he was a passenger in the car of someone who was a drunk driver. And from that experience, she took um, the love that her son had for the relationships that he had in his life and the, and the feeling of um, – and the power of relationships that they – started a foundation and in honor of him and the way that he was and how he brought hope and kindness to other people. So that story is um, is really powerful. I'm trying to think. of it, it was how the foundation started and how his friends became part of the foundation's family, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other stories. I wrote a few things in here. A Grateful Heart is a Hopeful Heart. Um, There's people who wrote stories about hope. uh, Melody Dixon wrote Hope in Nature. Uh, People, um, you know, remembering back to when they were children and something shifted and they um, had a a much, much better life um, because of that shift. Um, you know, Ida's Ida's story is where we found hope. The gentleman the young man who wrote the forward for this book, his name is Vincent Lansy. He um had a tragic accident, um where he he was hit by a drunk driver and left for dead and all of his hopes were like um completely forgotten because he lost a lot of his memory and had to restart over again. And I won't give you the, 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 uh, the story, but he's today he's held podcast. He's written this forward for this book. He's um, you know, he's got uh, a lot of, a lot of things that he does now to make the world a better place for people who have been um, injured because of an accident or have had a uh, mental Issue because of an accident or whatever. Also, um, Jesse, my friend Jesse, whose little boy um, Abel Isaac, he um, he was born with trisomy eighteen. He has a twin brother, and Isaac Abel Abel Isaac is was the name that she uses for the for the books. and And his name actually means breath of laughter. And so she lost that baby. Um, while he was in the NICU uh, and he lived for 216 days but he changed the world because she started a foundation for other parents who have children who have um, complex medical conditions and she and um, the Born Able Foundation put together books honoring children with disabilities and complex medical conditions and so the hope of life stays alive in her story called The Shred of Hope and how the whole thing, how this child being born to her changed her life and gave her her purpose. So we never know where it's going to come from. It could come directly from us, from within. It could come from something that we experienced. And once she started putting these books together, um, and involving, you know, starting conversations with parents, similar, uh, you know, similar things going on with their children, complex medical conditions, it brought her to a place where she really wanted to help others instead of up uh, Abel's Closet where, you know, parents can go to get things that they need for their children. Um, there's one, that, she's in Minnesota, so that's where it starts. Um, but it really gives hope to a lot of people who have, Um, experience either with their children, complex medical conditions, or you can take it and convert it to having uh, having an experience of of living with a a parent who is aging and ailing as well. These stories in here are real-life situations that have happened. There's a lot of things in here that can um, speak to anybody on anything that they have going on. You know, paying fo- pay it forward, paying hope forward, is a story of a woman who moved five hours away from where she lived and had nothing, and someone ended up giving her a car and bringing hope into her life that she could get around to get to work and do whatever. And then she talks about how she paid that forward to other people along the way. So. You know, that would leads into the conversation about kindness, which is going to be the next one that comes out. Mm-hmm. So these mm-hmm. stories, I'm just giving you what's off the top of my head in these stories, that they are life-changing. And, you know, one of the girls that wrote in here, Brenda Warren, she was, she was in the military. And she now helps other people to, um, you know, get their life on track with whatever it is they are gifted with. And she says, hope is a guiding star in the path to personal fulfillment. And I believe that that's true. So there's a lot of different stories in here that I would encourage anyone who has, um, who has something going on. If you're looking for something to hold on to, I'm sure you will find it in mm-hmm. this book.
0: Wonderful. That's really wonderful. What is the best way to read and benefit from this incredible book? Um.
1: Well, you know, some people start at the first page and they go to the last page, and, and that would be fine. Each one of these is a short story. They're about 300 to 350 words, and they're a short story. And it's something that you can, you know, read in the morning and you can just, you know, take a, bit, take a bite, if you will, out of, the, out of the piece of pie that is before you called the Daily Gift of Hope, and then go that way. You can you can look through the table of contents and you can see, you know, some of the titles and oh, you know, somebody wrote the tale of the cowardly lion. How did what does that have to do with hope? That intrigues me. <laughs> I would read that story. Go through the yeah. the, um, the table of contents. You know, a special delivery is a story about um, a, a puppy coming into a household. And I'm not going to give the story away because it's twofold. And there's a, there's children's books that go along with that, but you know the story is part one and part two are there so if you have a little bit more time in the morning if you read both parts, great. And this is also something that you can sit down and read cover to cover. The stories are that good. Um, and they are they are heartfelt and they're life changing if you let them be.
0: Right. It's so true. I mean the book is definitely a page turner, even though the and this is interesting part because it's not from one person's mind, right? <laughs> you have exactly. 77 authors there, really contribute some wonderful real life experience that they have encountered. And so regardless of where you are in your life's journey, you might resonate with the titles. Like you say, go to the titles exactly. and just browse through them and see what clicks. And you'd be surprised and exactly. how it that can be very empowering in itself
1: so. yeah exactly you know anything that you're looking for like um for example i mean your story is your story I love your story um and just the, the story that you have of your life and your your mom's and you know and how you came to be doing what you're doing now is just is just great. Um, homelessness to hopefulness. I mean, there, we have a story of somebody right. who was homeless when he was a kid who now has not just hopefulness for himself, hope for his family that he never thought he would have, hope for, you know, the career that he has. And it's just, there's just something for everyone in this book, regardless of, of what you are going through at any given time. And it's it's great to give somebody who, you think might need to have a hand to lift them up. They've got a bunch of hands in this book that can help lift them up (laughs) and stand them up.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. That's really wonderful. Where can someone go to buy the book, get more information about Grateful Hearts Community and your podcast and keep up with your latest happenings? So
1: you can go to um, Amazon. You can go to Grateful Hearts Community in Facebook. We're going to read you the website for Grateful Hearts Community, which is gratefulheartscommunity.com. My podcast mm-hmm. is Conversations That Make a Difference. There is a website. All of this, I have a link tree, LinkTree slash Teresa Velarde, and everything is there. Um, you, to find out more about the Daily Gifts of Hope series, you can go to dailygifts.com. Um, I'm sorry, the Daily Gift Book Series. You can go to dailygiftbookseries.com and you'll find links to Daily Gifts of Gratitude, Daily Gift of Hope, information on how you can become part of the Daily Gift of Kindness or Daily Gift of Peace, Daily Gifts of Happiness. There's a bunch of them that are going to be um, displayed on that page uh, very shortly. Uh, but the next one forthcoming is Daily Gift of Kindness. I think the world and the condition that it is right now Um, I think that these three elements, gratitude, hope, and kindness, are life-changing for everybody. So that's what I'm looking for next is uh, daily gifts of um, kindness to be populated by those who have stories um, of kindness, paying it forward, you know, that sort of stuff. Right,
0: right, right. Mm -hmm. So true. What is next for you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Besides the daily gift of kindness <laughs> and the next show, I'm I my show, conversations that make a difference, is on um, Dream Vision Seven Radio Network, and mm-hmm. I'm live every first and third Tuesday. Uh, you can see all of the um, replays on Daily Gift of Kind. I'm sorry on um, Conversations That Make a Difference dot com, and I'll continue that. And I'm also thinking about bringing another show to life but God's keeping me busy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wonderful. I mean, it looks like you got your agenda all laid out for 2024 then. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: As as it presents itself. Wonderful. (laughs)
0: That's really wonderful. As we're coming close to the end of the hour, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning?
1: Yeah, uh, the best recipe that I can give you is take some quiet time for yourself every day. For me, it's in the morning. I have my coffee. I sit, at my, I sit down and have my coffee and my journal and some scripture to start my day. And when I do that, when I have that uh, quiet time, everything else unfolds more easily. My attitude is better my um answers to questions that may I may not have ever thought would have been asked of me will will come in that morning time. It's like funny you should ask that because I just read this morning, <laughs> blah 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 and it's right there for me, you know. So yeah. um I would say, you know, my recipe for living is to allow myself some time quiet with myself, with God, with whatever it is that inspires me. Um, whether it's a devotional book, whether it's short stories, whether it's the Bible, or whatever it is that you might read in the morning, take that time, and that's the best recipe that I can give you. Because in that space are all the ingredients you need for the rest of your day. One fantastic, of the time.
0: yes, yes, fantastic. That really <laughs> sounds great, Teresa. Thank you for the wonderful recipe for living and for spending this hour with me. I'm from My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me next Wednesday morning, January 10, at 10 a.m. Central Time, U.S. My guest will be Jessica Coulter, the CEO and founder of Ace Cookie Tutoring. Jessica and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and how we can help ourselves and our children cultivate The Love for Learning and Thrive in 2024. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed new year. Teresa, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you again and have a very blessed 2024.
1: Thank you, Johnny. You do the same. Have a God-Blessed 2024. And thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your show. I really enjoyed this time together.
0: Fantastic. My pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sometimes we forget that today is tomorrow for yesterday.